Hey guys, welcome back to the Whoa What Podcast. I'm Steven. I'm Aaron. I'm Max. And I'm really happy to announce that we have a guest. If you guys have been following us on Instagram, you know who we've got. The one, the only, DJ McNaughty. And he's not just the best DJ around. He's a pretty damn good goalkeeper as well. He uh, went to Memorial High School in Evansville. Went from there to Oakland City, transferred to University of Southern Indiana as a junior, where he posted a 1.29 goals against average and 1,397 minutes of play. That's a lot of time. And not just that, and this is one thing I'm really interested in, set an Indiana State record in 2012 for most saves in, an, uh, in a state championship game at 12. Austin Bruder. How's it going, guys? Hey, man, thanks for coming on. Hey, so first thing, does that record still hold? Uh, so it does for when the state of Indiana was in one class. Now it's in multiple classes. So the the next year it went into multiple classes. So I still hold all those records got grandfathered in. Now each class has their own record. So that record will seemingly never be broken. It can't be broken, yeah, unless they go back to like individual one class, which I don't have. Uh, yeah, no, it was, it was a really cool experience. And no, the worst part is, Everybody talks about, oh, yeah, you broke the state record. We don't talk about the three goals that did happen to go in. So it could have been 15. That's what my dad likes to remind me. He's like, it could be three more if you would have saved them all. But, yeah. but you know what? Either way, record's going to hold. Yeah, yeah and, it's still there. And let's be honest, nobody's going to talk about that except your dad. Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no one uh, – they always talk about with Memorial Soccer, all the state titles they've won and everything. They never, and all the records that are there, but that one is kind of one of those you don't want to have that record. Because uh, that means you didn't, the team didn't play very right? You had, had to kind of save them a little bit. So making 12 saves in a game in any game is a big deal. Um, and that's not like the little slow rollers, right? They are pretty strict on like the, what they count as saves. Oh really? Yeah, it was. I saved the PK in that game as well, which counted. Um, yeah, it was. It was an intense game. Unfortunately, yeah, we didn't end up winning the state semifinal. So, one step away from. Who'd you play? We played Lake Central, and they they had a guy named Chad Rigg, who was Indiana Player of the Year that year. That guy just sounds like he kicks hard. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Uh, he was a stud. So. No, he went. He ended up going to Butler. Had a really successful playing career. So it was it was awesome. It was a cool experience to go to. Um, so to I'd rather not have the record and have a state ring sure. that year. But sure. here we are. Right. So so you didn't just you didn't just stop after college. You put together a team in Evansville, the Midwest Hooligans, um, which is just damn good entertainment. To go to, what kind of inspired you to do that? What what brought that on? You know, honestly, there was a lot of opportunities locally for guys out of college. But even guys in college during the summer break, there's not a lot of opportunities for guys to play. Uh, I've always played in like local Hispanic leagues and recreational leagues and things like that, but nothing at a fairly competitive level. So being able to create something like that, um, and I've, I've always had this dream of playing and being a part of a bigger soccer organization, that's always been a goal of mine to really be a part of some pro organization. And we've not had some. We've had some, like, small indoor semi-pro teams, but outdoor and not had the opportunity. So I was kind of blown away that it was the market was open. Yeah. Well, that was the thing. Uh, I 
kind of begrudgingly for Aaron, drug him to a game. And uh, it was fun. We ended up having it. It was it was a good time. I mean, a lady got angry at us. A lady did get angry at us. I heard I I heard about that, but <laughs> yeah, hey, I, it was worth it. <laughs> I mean, it made it funnier. When when you're called the hooligans, right? Like the team's called the hooligans. We have to live up to that moniker a little bit, and uh, it's only fair that our supporting our support is a hooligan as well. well uh, we were chirping a guy, and his parents were behind us, so we had to switch targets. <laughs> <laughs> we did out of respect. Out of respect it for his parents. The, because it was like number seven or something. We're like, you suck, number seven. Some of the people watch like, you know, he really does. And we're like, this is strange. Like, yeah, it's our son. We're like, you know what? We'll pick somebody else since you're sitting right here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's cool. So when um, when does your next season start? So we won't, we're not playing in the fall. The league we play in has a fall and a spring season. We're not playing in the fall. We're going to start back up in spring again. Um, so we'll have tryouts again this fall um, and then build towards starting back again in March when our season started. How many guys do you think you're bringing back from, from the last team? Uh, we So we ended the season with 40. Um, right. And it's tough. We're adults, right? So everyone has things going on. There's so much outside of soccer when you become an adult, right? right? Family, kids, work, everything like that. And we weren't paying guys, so guys had to figure out how to get the games on their own, had to, I mean, get to practice, practice at 8 p.m. at night. So to make sure that we could fill that roster, we had to add in some extra guys. Got to have some backups for the backups. Exactly. For the backups. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so what was the, what's the name of the league? Is it the USP, USFL? United Premier Soccer League. UPSL. There's a... There are so many letters and things in all these leagues. And well, and there's, I've, I've been to the website whenever you guys kind of first started, mm-hmm. and there's like, it seems like there's a million teams across the country. I think they boast over 500. That's now gross. they have a they have a Mexico Mexican league as well now. Is there any crossover from like the different regions or anything, or do you guys play? right? So right now, yeah, actually, a team out of our division just uh, is playing today in the Elite Eight. Um, of the national tournament. They're playing a team out of Florida. Um, who is, who is, it's Beeman United. Um, they're based out of Nashville. Okay. We played them in Nashville, what was in Hendersonville, when our player busted his head open. That whole uh, is that uh, Brady? Yeah. yeah. He busted his head open, had to get staples. What was the final score of that game? We lost 2-0. So not I, bad. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> considering they beat a lot of teams a lot worse. They beat a team 17-0, a team what? 7-1. Oh, my gosh. Um, so when you go into that game, and they're good. They've got a bunch of ex-pros. Well, I shouldn't call them ex-pros. I think some of those guys are probably still professionals. They're getting paid. Um, and we're... You go into that game and you're just kind of hoping for the best. We gave them a good game. We lost our main striker that game. You can only travel 20 guys um, and only 17. So a few guys aren't going to play. So you're traveling guys kind of know they're not going to play. But when your star striker goes out and 17 minutes into the game, you have to now. you got to kind of switch plans, right? Um, and that was early into our season. Um, but we were, I mean, we weren't unhappy with that result considering well, what they were doing. Yeah. And so let me make sure I understand this correctly. So, twenty can travel, seventeen can pl- can be active. Well, eighteen technically, eighteen can be active. Yeah. Eighteen so and seven subs with your eleven start. And one of them has to be a goalie, right? I mean, the way we really used it. So I, I played goalie, and then I would be kind of the backup slash assistant coach. Okay. Uh, we had a guy, Grant Allen, who was our starter most of the season. He did a really good job for us. Uh, so he was the main guy. 
I was there in case something happened in emergency. We didn't want to burn a sub on a goalie, um, but once you subbed out of that game, you're done. Yeah. So two guys are always probably another goalie and a field player, and you you don't really know exactly who that field player is going to be because depending on how the game goes, you might need another striker, you might need another defender. Um, so you really don't know who that guy is going to be, so it's hard to go into it and be like, hey, man, you're not going to play because then nobody would travel. Right. But we did have some guys that were a little upset because they'd travel all the way to Nashville and not get to play in the game. Yeah. Uh, but going into it, guys that were kind of on those fringe roles knew do the role, and, I mean, you play a part of it, right? Well, sure. You go down there, and you're going to help the team do as best they can. Yeah. Well, so what would you prefer um, now at your age? Um, did you enjoy the role of kind of a behind-the-scenes guy? Well, not necessarily behind-the-scenes, but kind of enjoy your role doing the coaching aspect of it, or would I mean, are you still at a point where you'd rather be between the pipes? I'd for sure rather. Okay. okay. Um, it, it's it's still there. The desire's still there, and it's so tough when you're you're able to play. Um, and I'm a little out of shape now compared to what I was in college. But when you're sitting there and things aren't going well, and again you get scored on, it's hard not to sit there and go, "Man, I I wish I could have been in there, maybe made it." Yeah. Um, the few games I did play didn't go great. Um, I got scored on six times in the last game of the season um, before I was subbed out and 70 minutes into that game. Um, and then the other game I played in Elizabethtown, I got subbed in uh, with that game with about, I don't know, 20 minutes to go and gave up two goals. In okay. So when you look at it that way, you're like, oh, maybe I should just stay on the pitch. Right. But, uh, it's all no, Bud it's, Light Lime. Oh, yeah, we, well, we did. I'll talk about that. Uh, but no, yeah, it's for sure I'd rather play. But being able to be a part of it and play that role of uh, I can be a serviceable backup. Yeah. And again, I'm to a point now where we're, especially with the team, we're always looking to get better, better players all the time. Yeah. So my goal is is that I can go find two, three goalies that take me completely out of the equation. Yeah. Um, but again, if I have the opportunity to play, I mean, I trained every practice. I tried to get in shape. I did everything I could. But uh, I wanted, I mean, I, I always wanted to play. But again, I want to put the best guys out there. Um, so it's funny that you said, like, you still have that, like, drive. You've still got, uh, the, there's, like, eight guys on your team that took that drive for me in indoor. Um, yeah, so, so, so. Go on. So, some of these guys on the team, they, we, so. A little bit of backstory. Bruder and I met m- mostly because of indoor soccer. Yep. Okay. Um, and then after that, it's it's probably his fault I'm married uh, because he got me to do the Beer Olympics. Emily was there, so uh, so I probably won't let you get away with that. If that's I mean, it's okay. Um, but, yeah, so some of the guys, the guys that are on this team, okay, I played goalie. I probably shouldn't have. The team that I played on needed somebody, and it's funny because I actually brought in one of his Oakland City University uh, teammates to play on the team, play defense. And I tell you what, man, whenever he moved, I was so upset. <laughs> he was somebody I could always count on to stay home and do his job. But um, yeah, some of the guys on the team they they would just bring Braden. Speaking of Braden, the guy who busted his head open. Okay, yeah. There was one particular line that I hated to hear. Whenever I'm standing in the goal and I hear someone on his team yell, beat him with speed, that's like, oh, good. Brayden has the ball and he's coming. And he could have stopped him and been like, I'm going to score top corner right there and just done it. Really? Like, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He's crazy. And then and then the guy named Daniel and a guy named Kyle. And it was just, it got to the point where I got scored on so much it wasn't fun. 
<laughs> like it, I had I played for three years, two years, something like that. I had one shutout. It was against okay. the worst team in the league. Right. And in that no, it was the next time we played them that I got the only goal I had. Um, and that was kind of a make a wish situation. Team would be <laughs> <laughs> story of your life, huh? Yeah, pretty much. So uh but yeah, that's yeah, cool that cool. uh that even now married full time cool. job, you're doing the DJ thing that you still you still want to get in there and mix it up. I huh. I think <laughs> I think that uh, if there was like a like a football league for old out of shape guys, not not Isn't comparing. There an league no, hang on, I'm not comparing the soccer. Kind of like a beer league. I just mean like a team that I could be on. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would probably feel the same way. Like I I would still want to get in there and mix it up. So that's pretty cool. Um, do you guys have any questions on the soccer thing before we jump into? To d- also, I saw a thing on. Um, Facebook the other day that now the euro is officially one euro equals 99 cents US and um, mm-hmm. because we've got now we beat them it just said it's soccer now shut up <laughs> so, <laughs> so is there anything you guys have I don't know a lot about soccer so I don't know what to ask but it was fun the tailgate was fun I mean the tailgate was fun and yelling at people that I didn't know was also fun I mean that's what we're looking for right the, the, the idea isn't for it to be this like just soccer specific thing, just to get the community involved. We love the tailgate. The tailgate was awesome. We're gonna try to shoot to do all our home games on like Friday and Saturday night, so that way they can be late. You can tailgate. You can hang out with your friends. Come in. We are fully supporting the heckling as long as it's not like derogatory sure. or anything like that. But I don't like think we said anything that we bad. Did. We made fun of that guy's mustache. Even the mustache, and I think tattoos. Yeah, and tattoos. You told I. Heard it across the field. You said, "Can you lose quicker so we can get home?" <laughs> oh, that was that was a great comment. Um, so, like things like that. The team we played, Bowling Green, actually has a podcast that they do every week about the they like recap the games and the season. They actually gave our fans compliments on the atmosphere that they brought. They said that was such a cool atmosphere, even though we crushed them. Uh, they loved that atmosphere and actually threw them a little bit off their game because most of the games in the league you play in front of. And, and they're all silent. Right, and it's parents of people and things like we that. We fed so, more than that at the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly, I think the, I mean, I, I'd go on, I, I, I'd fight it. I'd say we probably had one of the best atmospheres at our home games in our first season, which was awesome. Yeah. We didn't expect anything like that. So to be able to have that atmosphere in just the beginning and can only go up. Now sure? next, next year in the budget, budget is going to include things to be able to give fans to help with that atmosphere. So like the smoke bomb, yeah. food for the tailgate, things like that to make it kind of, we're actually looking to get a sponsor for the tailgate, the official pregame tailgate sponsor. Yeah. So if you got anybody or anybody listens to this that wants to sponsor the tailgate, um, it's something we're going to look to do every time. Because when you go to these programs like Louisville City and things like that, they have like designated spots in their parking lot where food trucks and things like that can come. And they like have like a pregame show out there. We're not. I'm maybe not going to get to that next year. But the idea is to get the more, more of the community involved to have that experience to make it fun for not only the kids. The kids can show up and watch a soccer game and it's cool. But honestly, that I'd say 20 to 35 year age range where there's not a lot to do besides just go out and hang out with your friends. So giving them an activity. The otters, I think, do a decent job on like Thursday night, but. I mean, sometimes baseball can be boring. Again, I enjoy baseball when I have a beer in my hand. Yep. Um, but other than that, like, 
Again, baseball's not my favorite, but soccer, like, you can get there, you can actually heckle the team, you can get into it, and it's, like, encouraged. You go to European games, oh, and that's all. Oh, they're nuts. They're ruthless. So, Jeez. I went to one, I whenever they had, um, so, it's funny that, that the show Ted Lasso exists, because, gosh, like, eight or nine years ago, I saw the, um, actually, Michael, the guy you played with in Oakland City, turned me on to this, the ad that Jason Sudeikis did for Ted, like, where he... Where Ted Lasso was born, essentially. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he was he was coaching the Tottenham Hotspurs, and I became a Tottenham Hotspur fan because of that. <laughs> and then got the opportunity to see Tottenham play Man City in Nashville. And even the like the people who are diehard fans here, they bring what they bring over there here, just a Southern accent instead of a British one, because we were in Nashville. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, it kind was of it was crazy, <laughs> crazy. And then there's one other team that Brad always used to bring up was Galatasaray, yeah. Who, yeah, who almost burns their bar or burns their stadium down every single game. Excuse me. They have like they have to put cages up in the corners because these fans are rabid, and I think they might actually be rabid. I mean, Max is always down for arson. It's true. So <laughs> that's guy. cool. Um, where can people find you? Uh, the the hooligans pages. So the hooligans. We're on all social media. Uh, Mw hooligans. Um, on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. We don't do a lot on Twitter just because it's me and my wife that run all the social media media pages, and it, it takes time. Uh, but really, mainly Facebook and Instagram. We're gonna look at getting a YouTube channel next year. We've got a TikTok, but again, we're not super active on that. But MW, just MW Hooligans on any social media site to get you there. Um, and love to love to have people come out to all the games and all the fun things we're gonna be doing here in the future for sure. You know what we should do. What? what? You should record at the game. At a, at a game? Oh, at a tailgate? Yeah, just a bunch of people. Live tailgate commentary? Yeah. <laughs> oh. We'll just, like, if somebody, like, we'll just have the fourth mic set up. Somebody comes by who's like 12 beers deep. Be like, hey, sit down. We want to hear what you think. Right. We'll have to set a tent up so we get the wind noise out. The wind? We'll just set yeah, that up. Yeah, 100% down. In the truck? In the truck. <laughs> you need a brand generator? We can. Okay. Um, I mean, fair. So let's switch gears. So I mentioned in the intro, DJ McNaughty. Yep. First things are first here. How did that come about? Oh, man. This is uh, the story. Okay, so I'm going to give you two things. You tell me what you think is real and what you think is fake. Um, so first story, there was a leprechaun name generator on Facebook. And it was, couldn't think of any name. And so I just went on to this leprechaun name generator, and if your first name began with A, you got Mick. If your last name got B, you got Naughty. So McNaughty. Okay? So that's story one. Story two is my great, 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 great grandma McNaught came from Dublin, Ireland. Obviously, I didn't know her, but everybody in the, the story of the family and everything, they always said she loved music. I was always trying to find a DJ name. I was DJ P. Rude, because my last name's Bruder. Um... And I couldn't think of anything, so I was like, well, I mean, they always talk about Grandma McNaught having this love for music, so McNaught, McNaughty, DJ McNaughty. Okay, Max, story one or two. I mean, they're both likely. Um, yeah, they both seem pretty likely. The, fact the that second he one on seems in-depth enough yeah. that I'm going to go with number two. So am I, because he counted on his fingers. I want it to be number two. All right, so which one is it? It's number one. Ah, yeah. oh. uh, the fingers uh, really got me. Yeah, so actually, I, I did a story when I got, first got started in the USI newspaper out there, and I told the girl that she's like, how'd you come up with the name? And I was like, oh, 
Facebook name generator for a leprechaun, and she was like, that's not a good story. Come up with a better story. <laughs> so I made up this story about Grandma McNaught, and uh, she wrote, like, put it in the paper. People were coming up to me, and they're like, dude, your Irish heritage, that's awesome. I was like, my family's from Germany. Like, <laughs> like we are not Irish, like, at all. And they were like, oh, then why was that in the paper? And I was like, well, it makes for a better story, I guess. Right. But, um, I always said that if I get famous, I'm going to have to, like, find some, like, old lady named McNaught. Like, and try to work like, it out. Yeah, make a story about Rewrite it. Rewrite the family tree. For sure. Um, so, yeah, that's really where it came from. The The name's been a little bit of a, a pain. And I love it. It's great. Like, it's got a good catchphrase. Like, let's get a little naughty tonight. But my mom, and she's a saint. She's a good old Catholic so lady. True. She's a, such a sweet lady. And, like, I can't do anything wrong. So she was trying to show her friends about me, DJ McNaughty. So, if you mistype one letter and you type in DJ oh, oh no. It is a clown stripper. And I wish I was... Hold on, I wish I was joking. It's a clown stripper. And she's more famous than me. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. I hate clowns. So... It's terrifying. Like, again, clowns and strippers are two of my, my biggest fears. Strippers make me super uncomfortable, but well, clown strippers is like a nightmare. Well, they're only a clown for a short amount of time in that. Wow. Uh, <laughs> pull her up. I wasn't kidding. Oh, no. She's a real deal. She what? was entertainer of the year in like for the American like, like, stripper, so, or whatever you want to call it. She was entertainer of the year. Um, in like 2011. Well, I'm gonna be honest. I hate that you hate clowns because I was hoping for a whoa what sponsored crossover event. Uh, <laughs> my wife, my wife, I don't know, would be super keen on it. I'm now to the point that if we have a, we should have a DJ DJ McNaughty party, but it just sounds like I'm giving a bunch of blows. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how the marketing on that would work, but I'm down if she's if she's willing to make it happen. I think we could make it happen. But yeah, no, it's uh. It's crazy because I get one letter, one letter difference, and it's a very different person. And my mom found it, and she was oh, like, "Oh, so hey. she's going to tell you about it." Wait, she yes. looked it up and actually I never knew. BJ McNaughty. Correct. Oh, okay. I never knew. She she called me one day and she was like, "Hey, you should change." It. And I was like, "I had just really." I like Austin. <laughs> I mean, it is good though that you and her do not look at and all similar because. She accidentally looks at him. She's like, "That's not what I thought he did." <laughs> I said, "DJ was a cover." Right? Yeah. Um, no, but so she called me. And she's like, you should probably change your change your stage name. Like, no. Like, I just gotten to a point where I was feeling really good about it. It was I'd been doing it for a little bit now, and yeah, she was like, "So let me tell you about what I found." And she's like, "There's a clown stripper called DJ McNaughty," and I was like. No, that sounds made. Clown strippers, like that's something that you, you know. She's like Google really quick, so I googled it. Like, oh no. Um, so yeah, it was it was rough. She's actually again, she travels, she tours, and like goes. I've never seen her, but when we went to a bachelor party in St. Louis and we ended up at the Larry Flynn Strip Club, um, Stormy Daniels was there the weekend after uh, that we were there, and the weekend after her, like on a big flyer, was DJ McNaughty, and my drunk friends were like. What are you doing? Because <laughs> <laughs> looks really sure, similar. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they're not that far away on the keyboard. No, again, a very easy mistake. It's it's happened. I know. I had a lady that uh, her mom. I booked a wedding. Her mom called me 
and was like, hey, I, I we're having to cancel. You, you as the DJ, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, what's wrong? Like, what's going on? And she's like, I can't have a strip club DJ be my daughter's wedding day. And I was like, ma'am, I've never DJed in a strip club, but I'm sure, like, I tried to, like, explain, like, I'm sure you just got the name wrong, and, like, there's no coming back. No, you yeah. can't come yeah, back. You see yeah. that picture once, what I just saw. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna be at a wedding. Done for? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Bro, just, she was wearing thigh highs and a clown face. Yeah. And she has thug, and she has hug life tattooed across her stomach. I guess she does. I've looked at her pictures way too much just because I've tried to figure a way that I can change the marketing and stuff. But there's, I mean, I'm stuck with it now. I've been doing this since 2015 as DJ McNaughty, but she's been doing it a lot longer than I have as DJ McNaughty. So well, we could look at it like this: you you will outlast her career. Oh, maybe. <laughs> I mean, again, it, I, I guess so. I guess you're right. I mean, either way, we both become the creepy old people that are doing things for younger people. I mean, she is a clown already. Yeah, she wears makeup, so I don't she know. She can kind I mean, of lean into the creep. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it takes a certain kind of person, and not the dog on her fans, because she's got more of them than I do, but it takes a certain kind of person to want a clown to get the last Yeah. That's, I feel like, a certain kind of niche fantasy out there, but... Max? What? Anything to say about that? Why would I have anything to say about that? <laughs> no reason. No reason? No, none. I feel like you're accusing me of having certain deviancies. I mean, if you're into clowns, man, I'm not. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it makes children's birthday parties dumb. <laughs> you booked the wrong clown. <laughs> yeah. They, they send the wrong clown. It's the special out at the entertainment clown, at the clown rental place. Rent a clown. <laughs> Do what? At Rent-A-Clown? Yeah, Rent-A-Clown. There you go. So Wait, what made you want to... Okay. Is there a... What's the... I need to know the PC term. I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Where do you rent midgets? <laughs> I, I, know the, I know the answer. I know... I DJed a wedding at the Discovery Lodge, and they hired two midgets to come in as them for the grand entrance. Oh, that's what? funny. Tyler, Tyler and Brooke Raven, the Ravens so for the Raven Tire family. He was the last one to get married, and so they're like, we're just having a party. They paid me to wear my leprechaun costume, and it was a dope wedding. But they didn't tell anybody, not me. It was them two and the, the midgets, and then the wedding planner, too. They hired two midgets. The guy came from Arizona. The girl came from Indianapolis. They didn't look anything like them, but they literally they like wore a wedding gown and a tuxedo. And when we did the, let's welcome in the new Mr. and Mrs. Raven, Two midgets walked through the door. Oh, oh that's my good. Gosh. Oh, it was great. That's classic. And they went around for, they were only hired for an hour, but they went around and they thanked everyone for coming to their wedding. And then they got <laughs> crashed and had a great time. You want to talk about fun? Invite, hire two midgets to come to your wedding. It was a blast. They were, dude, they were on tables dancing. They were, they, they had the guy. They, they were like tossing the midget dude up up and down. Oh. It was awesome. It was a blast, man. But again, this was their wedding. It wasn't like just a party. They I mean they had a wedding and the again the two midgets walked in and went and sat at the head table and like acted like nothing happened. The wedding party was dying. Every the dad of the, the bride was freaking the fuck. <laughs> Where were the bride and groom during this? They were in a back room nice. just hanging out. But, oh man! Anybody were, know of a wedding coming up? Recreate this? I don't know what they cost. Well, so I asked. So the the guy was a little more expensive because they had to fly him out here. He was pretty much eight hundred dollars to get him out here for one hour of performance time. And he there they have like agencies you can re like there you can reach out and 
find it. Um, and then the girl came from Indianapolis, so she was a lot cheaper, but they had to get them a hotel room, um, and they didn't know each other, and they met, like, ten minutes before. What if, that was what if they got married? Yeah. I know, that's what I was going to say. What if that became a love connection? But I'm assuming, I mean, the way they made it sound is, like, they just Googled. So. Okay, he, so I was going to ask, like, what's, what's a crazy DJ story? And there was one. And there was that would one. be that would be the, one of the stories I would say. Yeah. What would you say? That's the and I don't know how to word it. Craziest being most interesting, uh, terrifying, funny. What is the craziest or I think reception wise, that one's probably up there. DJing in the bars. I, I mean, I I see a lot of things happen because I guess people don't realize the DJ's there. Um, at, I was at backstage downtown. I had an old lady literally throw her bra at me on stage. Nice. That was like a r- real rock star moment. Did you keep but it, it? I didn't keep it. No, she, she. It was older than you would want to see. <laughs> <laughs> um, like mom age, and it was not. Again, we were asking her like take it back and put it back on. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Um, She's wearing the tube top. They're hanging out from under it. Yeah. The bus um, take her back to the home, sitting outside. Like, hurry it up. Let's go. Yeah, it was that was a wild one. It was a rock star moment because like you always hear about those stories of guys. Oh, they threw their bra on stage. I had that moment, but then when you see who threw the bra, you're like, oh no, take it back. Like I don't want it. Um, so that I mean, kind of a cool moment there if you take away who threw the bra. Um, I mean, crazy stories. Some of the crazier stories are about like when I was DJing back at a place called Hobo, Hobo Jungle. What? You worked yeah. there, right? Yeah, I did. I, I worked there. I'm pretty sure when he was there, or at least one time when he. That just okay. sounds like a good way to describe LA. <laughs> okay, what happened there? So, I mean, the the craziest story there is when the uh, the last party we hosted there, um, we had way too many people in. Security wasn't stopping people from getting in. With security, we like you hired security, but it was people that were hanging out. Really, I mean, like some of them were my friends, right? My friends were taking money at the door. My friends, some of my friends were security, but we had way too many people in for this. I mean, just hole in the wall spot, and. The cops and the fire marshal showed up and sh- tried to shut it down. And they, what they ended up doing was they couldn't count how many people were in there, but they knew it was more than the 70 that were supposed to. Yeah, it's a small capacity. It was. I want to say it was under 70 people was like max capacity. And there was really, there was one way out, like main entrance, which is just a door. And then there was a garage door behind. But... I mean, it was so packed in there. You literally, I mean, wall to wall, couldn't get out if you wanted. I mean, it was it was crazy, but it was a, a awesome place because I mean, people would just get trashed, and it was an over eighteen bar, and whatever happened happened. But it was an awesome spot that was only open for like six months. So these cops and the fire marshal show up, and they couldn't get in, but they're like, "Hey, we're gonna this is gonna get shut down." One thing led to another. They're telling me on stage, they're like, "Hey, the cops are here to shut it down," and I was. I'm not listening to them. I'm just keep playing music. They can't kick us all out. And so they come up and they're like, we're going to unplug the music if you don't turn it off. And this was, again, not a cop, but a guy relaying information from the cops. And so I started playing NWA. Fuck the I was going to ask if that's yep. what got played. <laughs> and so you want to talk about how fast you a party can get shut down? Play fuck the police when the police are actively trying to shut the party down. And it sets a vibe that the cops don't like. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so I made eye contact with a cop 
across the room. And as people are trying to file out, and he's trying to come against it. So I just grabbed my stuff and went out the garage door behind me. Literally went into, a, went into the bar next door, counted money that we had got. Because they had met me over there with the money. Threw the money in a bag. Literally left my equipment there. Jumped in a car and drove to some dude's house with the money. And was like, let's just wait and pass this over. Like I, thought, I thought for sure I was going to jail. But I mean, we had, I mean, you think about it, like it's not a whole huge sum of money, but we hosted the party. We had like five grand and like a grocery bag. Uh, oh my God. <laughs> and we're obviously we had been drinking and like everybody was freaking out. Cause I'm like, I'm going to jail because I hosted the party. So they, everybody was like, they're looking for the guy hosting the party. And I was like, not I, I was just DJed. Even though my name was like, DJ McNaughty presents. Um, and the guy that was like ran the bar wasn't there. If he was there. He wasn't taking responsibility for anything. It's just mass chaos. So we threw money in a grocery bag and literally just drove and just parked at a dude's house. And I was like, I hope they don't find me. And I thought for sure they were going to like take all my equipment. And literally, they just wrote the bar a fine for having too many people in there. And I think they gave out some tickets to some miners who had like alcohol in them. But we filled like squirt guns full of vodka and were spraying people. With I've been a victim of that mm. from your friends. A, a victim? Well, yeah, well, we're, I don't know. You were having a good time when we did it. Oh, so. yeah, I was. <laughs> Don't was say a victim, but he wasn't arguing when it happened. Yeah, I think victim's a strong term. Yeah, it's probably true. It was at Beer Olympics, and Daniel came Well, then you were me. wanting. Yeah, you went there for basically that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like... Well, you, he goes to drink beer and play games. He doesn't go to get a vodka squirt gun. It was gun. Like peppermint. Yeah, it was, yeah, so it was, pep- oh, it was peppermint, okay. peppermint shot. We can move was. back to victim. I think he might have been assaulted, but um, he was having a good time doing it. Um, Beer Olympics is really aggressive because it, it started off as just this friendly thing that we would do, and now it's turned into teams try to sabotage one another with liquor. So, like, two years ago, I was on Mexico. I wore a bandolier full of, like, little shooters. And I was giving, like, giving them to people. I was like, ah, you got to take one. Well, I didn't think about it because I was like, oh, you take one, I'll take one. So I ended up crashed <laughs> yeah. myself. But I'm the saboteur. Yeah, <laughs> I sabotaged my own team. Um, but no, so teams end up, like, trying, like, peppermint schnapps is literally, like, a new within a team because people don't, they're like, oh, I'll take a shot because we're yeah. drinking. And one shot leads to two, two leads to three. Now you've got a squirt gun full of it, and now your eyes are El home face is covered in pepper. So, so here's like my, like my big memory from the beer Olympics was at one point I like turn around because I hear somebody be like, I hear somebody go, is he dead? I turn around and look behind me and there's a guy named Kyle who is just laid on his side on like the edge of this hill and he's just like, I'm like, oh God, he might be dead. <laughs> You want to know how we checked if he was dead? We rolled him over, and he just started rolling down the hill, and then he threw up, and we were like, "Oh, he's, he's good." Up. Oh, really? Uh, ah, I mean, the the beer Olympics has gotten to a point, um, and this will be the seventh year we've done it. Uh, it's gotten to a point now where I mean, it is like production. I mean, we take six months to put it together, get the games, line the teams up, and everything. It's not you show up with your team like we split everybody into drinking categories uh-huh. and like how are you a heavyweight or a lightweight and then we try to make the teams fairly even so what happens is everybody gets on these teams they meet new people and then next thing you know 
they're you're rolling down a hill. When is this in the fall? We do it. We it changes every year. We have we put on we have a Facebook group and we put on there and we look at dates and stuff that everyone can do. This year it'll be in October. The year I did it, it was in July. It was extremely. It was so bad. And I drank I like twenty five Mick Ultras that day. It was awful. Twenty five. Oh, let's start. Twenty five. He won the MVP. So he his team won. He won the MVP and then drove people home. Mm-hmm. Oh, impressive! Yeah, but it's like an all-day thing. It and, starts yeah. at like 10 a.m. and gets done at like 10. So the last, the oh, last okay. game we did, and uh, sorry for the listeners, there's really no visual. So we had to. I think it was like a. It was like a. Okay, it's time to stop drinking. Kind of game. We had to take red solo cups and hold them like this. Okay. And if your hands drop below level with your shoulders, you were out. I remember walking into that game. I'm sunburnt. I'm tired. I have done nothing. At one point in the day, we played this, like, it was like a mix between beer pong and flip cup. And I went to one of the people who was running. I was like, I was like, can I just drink for my team? Like, can I let them shoot and I do the drinking? And they were like, sure. <laughs> I had it down to a system where I was taking these cups of beer and I, the cup was never touching my mouth. I was throwing beer into my mouth and like flipping it like it got down to a like a system we smoked everybody in that and like that was one of the last games we played and i remember walking into this game like i'm just standing with my arms out like a fucking idiot i go up i put my arms out and i was there for like 45 seconds like nope it's everyone else's turn now i put him down shut the water as fast as i could watched everybody else stand there forever and finally i was like thank god it's over <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, my wife plans the games, and she always tries to make it to where if you only drink the minimum amount during each game, like it'll be like, and it's not a whole. Okay. And it's split out throughout the day. Problem is, people like Steven and other people, alcoholics, and on you an alcoholic. She's also a gambling addict. Yeah. Well, that's a different story, but um. You end up, not only do you casually drink in between the games when you're not playing, you end up picking up for your teammates that are slacking. Oh, okay. So one, you'll sit there one game, and especially in that game, you're throwing beers back. Next thing you know, you're six, seven beers in, and you're... In a game. Yeah, yeah you're talking ten minutes. Yeah, it's crazy. I like It got to the point where I had to have whoever wasn't throw. So I can't remember the game exactly, but it was like... It's called, if you're talking, I think you're thinking of Plong, so three cups in front of each player and then three cups of flip-ups. Yeah. Shoot, and if you make it, your two flippers start going. One, Your team is trying to win, win offense, the other team is trying to play defense. If my, okay. if my team wins, we keep the cup, or the cup comes out. If the other team wins and flips up, the cup yes, stays. that is what it was. And so it got to the point where I would just stand and I'd watch... And as soon as that ball would, as soon as I would see that it was staying, go time. And I had to, like, there were people, like, at one point, I was like, I'm not filling these cups up anymore. Like, everyone else on my team can fill my cups up. I'm just going to stand here cross-eyed and look at this. But what ended up happening is there was, like, a minimum fill line. My team didn't get the message. Oh. They're filling it up way more than it had to be. And I'm just, that, I think, and. That's the thing is I think that game was the difference maker. That game is what won me MVP that day because that game, I didn't do anything but drink for the team. They all got a break that game, and I got smashed. (laughs) (laughs) It's a strategy, man. You got to play. You got to play the long game sometimes. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was a blast. I mean, it really. It was so much fun. 
And I intended on coming back last year, and I can't remember what happened. Something came up. I was probably had a kid. I've had two since then. <laughs> um, but gosh, how many people? How many people from that year are married now? Because that was the day Ethan and Nat announced that they were engaged. Yep. Emily and I. You and Tori are now married. Kyle and Allie got married. Kyle and Allie. Daniel, Daniel and Liz. And Liz. Uh, uh, Sam and Claire. Claire wasn't there then, but Sam. Sam. Was he was on my team. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's probably a lot. Um, actually, we've got so you and Emily obviously met at Fear Olympics. Holly, Huss, and Bruce Bruce Forster or Foster. Mm-hmm. They've met at Beer Olympics and they're dating. Right. So there's now another couple that has started because of because Beer Olympics. Of Beer Olympics. People can say whatever they want about alcohol, but it brings people together. It really does. I just, I just think it's crazy. Em- Emily went, was at Beer Olympics and went, yep, that one. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> that beer I mean, drink. congratulations. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe she did either. I think it, she must not be very smart. Um, okay. That's... Uh, those DJ stories are wild. What's the worst DJ story? Like when you say worst, what do you like, mean? Like worst experience yeah, worst I've had? Worst experience or worst thing happened. Okay, if it's too bad. Aside from the cops? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not so, I've not had anything. A lot of people think because I'm a DJ, I'm either a drug dealer or an active drug user, which I'm not. I, my vice is alcohol. Like I don't, don't smoke weed. I don't do anything bad. Like I don't, but I also don't like, know the guys that deal the drugs either so people come up and be like hey man like let's do some coke and i'm like i don't know where you can get coke i'm sure someone else does but they think because you're a dj you have to know all the people and it's like dude i i don't like you want to drink some red bull vodkas like i'll do 10 of them but you want to do a line of coke i'm, I'm yeah you, you got to know someone else I'll do zero didn't read that on the prerequisite no form? yeah that didn't when i was picking yeah when when i picked being a DJ, and it just started because I enjoyed music, and I when I go to house parties, and I was at Oakland City, and nobody had good taste in music, and I just had my not there, <laughs> and I not the biggest country music fan, so I just would find like remixes on YouTube and things, and then would play them at parties, and people love them. So that's kind of where I got that, but I mean, I got started on just my iPod, and then one thing led to another, and then now and now you're doing thousands of dollars on equipment. Yeah. And um, but no, so I mean, worst experience, I'd say, um, there's been some weddings that have been really bad just because like I was at a wedding where the father of the bride and the father-in-law got in a full-on fist fight in the middle of the dance floor to the backstreet. Um, we were, <laughs> but I mean, it's hard to like throw a punch when you're playing like everybody. So I just felt like if I thought they were kind of dancing and just aggressively dancing because they had been drinking. Right. Next thing I know, the guy landed a punch, and I was oh my gosh, they're really fighting. Nothing would kill a vibe more at a wedding than a full-on fist fight between the dads. Um, so that was that was pretty eventful. Do you find uh, out what they were fighting about? Yeah. So the one, I, I mean, I just I heard the story. The one dad was saying like that. He would have spent more money for his daughter. If, oh, yeah. those are fighting words right yeah. there. Wait, that's now how we decide which father pays for the wedding. Whoever will pay more? Forget tradition. No, fight. They no, fight no a fist fight. Yeah, loser forget pays. tradition, fist fight, loser pays. Like I'm okay with that. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was, I mean, that was a pretty wild experience. The other, I mean, I've had some weddings. They're, they're usually a fairly good time. There's free alcohol, usually free food. I mean, and you get to hang out with your friends. Is there, 
I was going to ask this whenever we were talking, whenever we got into the the Hobo Jungle story. So, like, Max, bartender, not supposed to drink on the job. Not supposed to. DJ, specifically supposed to drink on the job. I think it's in my contract. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Those are awesome stories. Where can um, people find your, uh, like, DJ pages? So, DJ McNaughty, um, search it on most social media. I think Instagram is, like, McNaughty DJ because they found just McNaughty to be a bad word. Emphasis Uh, on the D. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Again, I mean, if you're into clown strippers, there's you can use a B DJ McNaughty. I, again, I she's got a really big following, and I'm not here to plug her. But and we're gonna sign, we're gonna get a mashup together. Yeah, if you can make that work and not sound like I'm giving a bunch of blowjobs in the back corner oh, I at think the party. We can. Okay, you. I think we can make that happen. <laughs> we'll get the marketing team on it. Yeah, but uh, yeah, DJ McNaughty on most things. Again, uh, I've got an event coming up here soon at the end of the month at Lamasco's. Um, I'm at Chasers a lot. I do a lot with the Evansville Otters. Uh, I'm UE official sports DJ. I was going to ask if you're still yep. doing that. So still doing UE. Um, and so I do a lot of events around town. So it's really just um, keep staying up with the social media pages. I do a lot on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I do a lot on TikTok as well. I try to stay really relevant on there, even though I'm pushing 30 now. Um, but oh, again... <laughs> <laughs> but so those are the main ways again facebook instagram dj mcnaughty emphasis on the d right um to make sure that Which you find the right is, it kind of works two ways so I mean, <laughs> one has one has not so right well we assume um so now we'll kind of go away from like the interview thing we'll kind of do the casual and uh we like to bring up like topics or stuff like that and everybody kind of has something. Aaron said before the show that he has a couple of would you rathers. Yeah. Um, I've got one that I curated and then one that I found. Here's the thing. With him, you never know what you're going to get. Well, the so. thing is, I'm starting out with the one that I curated that is very, like... Tame? Tame. And then moving to one okay. that is not tame under any circumstance. All right. Okay. So the first one is, and I've asked, I think, both of you this before. Okay. Would you rather have a brand new Escalade and you get a new one every year on the year, but you can never have another car and you can never get rid of it. And you also have to live in it. Or you get whatever house you want and it will always be maintained for free, but you can't go anywhere except on foot for the rest of your life. You get a bicycle one day a week. I'll do the house. Okay. I think I, I don't think I could live in a car. I think that would just get, even though it's an Escalade, it's a really good size but i i think i could do i man i've got walking everywhere oh dude i enjoy a good walk um now is it a thousand degrees outside like it is today possibly it could be i guess um if you want a really big house it's going to be pretty far from like yeah i I think i'd still take the the house i think there's a lot more um value in the house i think again you can with Uber and things like that. I know you say you have to yeah, walk, you can't, but I can't, get can't take an Uber. Anybody. Man, I just use it as exercise. I think You'd be in really good, good shape. Yeah, be good. In great shape. I, my wife and I go on a walk almost every night, but again, if I had to walk to work every day, and walk to, then walk to my work appointments as well and things like that, that might get a little bit, because it's like you're talking, oh, you got to walk to Jasper for mm-hmm. a, a Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, well, I still think I'd take... You need to get like, numerous gym memberships so you can take a shower wherever you're going. Mm-hmm. Jesus. <laughs> Whoops. Well, Stephen just dumped water all so over I, the I, I, I think I'd go, I think maybe I'm wrong. I don't know if there's a writing. There isn't. Or, 
They both kind of suck, think, but they're also kind of cool. I think I think I'd take the house. I think I could. Again, to, maybe I could turn the house, if, especially if it was a nice house. I could turn it in. Yeah, it's whatever you want. Post parties there. Yeah. Maybe just work out of my Make house. Make them come to you. Yeah, just work out of my house that way, so that way I don't have to travel work. anywhere. I think everyone else picked house too. I picked house. Um, I think yeah, everybody I picked, picked house. house. Okay. Yeah, no. I don't feel too bad then. The second option, it's not. It's it's framed. Okay, this is from Tom Segura. Have you and asked me this? Yes. It's framed as a would you rather, but it's really not a would you rather. It's almost like would you survive, basically. Okay. So you've been kidnapped, and you're on the first floor of a four-story building. Okay. And in order to graduate from the first, you, you can get out. Like, you're free to roam around, but you're locked in. You can't get out. So in order to graduate from the first to the second floor, you have to have gay sex. With seven guys, in ranging from least to most attractive, and also you know, member size. Okay. And you can pick either least to most or most to least. Yeah. You start out real small and work your way up. Okay. Or you can, and you just have to pick one or the other, whichever one you do. And if I don't, I'm just stay there. Yeah, you just have to stay on the first floor. I'm just gotta stay. Oh well, you're missing out on. Floor two, three, and four. Oh, we haven't heard what's on oh, floor two. Yeah. See, if, oh. you, if you pass the, the first floor, you get to the okay. second And you have to have sex with seven women, ranging okay. from least to most attractive. And you okay. can do it in any order you'd like. You graduate from there. The third floor is Chili's. You just get to live in Chili's. <laughs> free food, free drinks for as long as you want. And that's really to recuperate. Is that supposed to be, like, a, an award? Well, or? it's prepping you for the Compared to the first floor, floor yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but... Like you, you got to go through the first floor to get the, ch- then the women, then the chilies. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I felt like we would have maybe at least made that like well, a little bit of a. The third idea. floor is really a landing uh, zone, way. prepping you for the fourth floor. And if you yeah, don't succeed the fourth floor, you go back to chilies. Okay. <laughs> the fourth floor, you have to perform oral sex to completion to every member of the NBA Hall of Fame. There's 75 of them. But 15 of them are dead, so you're down to 60. <laughs> and Important. you have to do it in consecutive, like all at once. You yeah, can't, you can't take go back and hang out at Chili's. If you take a break, you go back to Chili's. When you go back to the fourth floor, you start over. Okay. Do you think and that you would escape this building? I don't think we leave the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> to make it to Chili's at that point, or the women and then to Chili's. Again, Chili's is a wild place. <laughs> I'm the Chili's. That I've been to have never been great. No, no, um, no. So that's not again. You say a landing zone. Like I would want to get out of Chili's, but I don't know that I'd want to give sixty oral blowjobs <laughs> to completion um, with the NBA Hall of Fame. Those are you got, think, probably the mental image. There yeah. is. I'm probably again. I think I'm on the first floor, okay. and I don't. I think we're just going to be very content with. Just hanging those. out and making we're gonna be guys. we're gonna be we're gonna be bros, but we're we're definitely that's where it stops. Completely hey, I mean, yeah. friends friends with some gay guys, man. There's there's they're they're good dudes. They're yeah. funny as long as you set those boundaries. Like, hey, I'm not into this. You're good like, to go. Yeah, mean. Just playing some Xbox and yeah, just dudes will be dudes. So we just hang out with the, those dudes and have a good time and just see. This isn't mine, so I don't know what else is involved. I, gotta, I don't think, think there's, there's like food or anything. I like gotta, that. yeah, I gotta think there's some sort of incentive to get out. Yeah. 
I don't think there's food or water. You're basically just. I've been I've been in some pretty desperate times. We were in Panama and we ran out of money when I was in college and like we went to Panama on spring break and just I had eight hundred dollars and I blew. Like you go out in the bar and the first night you're down there and you're eighteen and you blow through three hundred dollars in a night. You think at La Vila? Yeah. Yeah, at Club Vila. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, so then you run and by Wednesday you're out of money and you're living on ramen and vodka um, and the free pancakes from the Christian bowling alley like that is literally (laughs) what you're surviving on um and so yeah i know i i paid for a pizza with money i found on the street i found a 20 dollar bill and bought a large pizza from a dominant and then i ended up here's again 18 i traded a slice of pizza away to see a girl's boob she's like i'll show you my tits for for a piece of pizza and the guys were mad at me we had ran out of money and so they're like, "What the fuck? We didn't get to see any boobs." And I was like, "They're like, well, yeah, but then they give away the slice." Here was the thing: they were like, "What would you? You should have asked her what she would have did for the whole pizza because she was probably in the same boat we were." My stomach took over, man. It was like, "Oh, boobs!" And then I was like, "Oh, but she took a piece of pizza." So I was like, "Pizza sounds better than sex at that point." I wonder what she would have done. I, that's like the he, ultimate what would you do for probably the whole NBA Hall of Fame. Probably so. Yeah, but. Were they at uh, least the, good? What, the boobs? Yeah. You know, drunk drunk me wants to say sure, okay. but I don't remember. I Again, when you're running on ramen and vodka for three full boobs days, are boobs. boobs are boobs. Yeah. Um, it was, again, we had a great time, but yeah, no, I, I don't remember. I would say they were probably great. Boobs, even in their worst form, are still pretty good. So good. For, I mean, if you're pizza. offering up people to see them for a slice of pizza, they have to be le- at least and she was prob- And she was probably 18 to 20, um, right. and... She was kid. definitely oh. 18. Everybody, this one, she was definitely <laughs> 18. She was on spring break in Panama on the same, like it was, it was like Purdue and Butler's. I, and like, not I used, but it was a bunch of schools that had spring break that way. Okay. 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 So one of mine is that for whatever reason, this is just something I always ask people. Oh, God. It's no, it's nothing bad. It is if you were a professional baseball player, what would your walkout song be? And I go, like, a few different routes with mine. I always say, like, probably Hey Steven by Taylor Swift for obvious reasons. Um, or I would just do something completely out of left field, like opera. Can you imagine, like, everybody's, like, hyped up for this game and, like, Andre Bocelli comes over the loudspeaker and I was like, my fat ass walking out there to try to hit a dinger. <laughs> What's well, really bad? It is baseball. Nobody's that high. Oh no, man. You go to Nero People, people do get pretty, pretty excited about it, but... Man, and asking a DJ that is a tough uh-huh. one. I I would probably say I'd lean into the Irish thing if I was still going to be DJ McNaughty and probably lean into the Irish thing a little bit. There's a song called Irish Swag that's like bagpipes and got a, a pretty good beat to it. Um, that used to be like my opening thing when I first started DJing. I was like, I'll open every set with that song. I don't obviously do it now because I DJ too many like bars and nightclubs when you're there at 8 o'clock and no one else is there. But um, So I would say I'd probably lean into that a little bit. Man, I would I would have to probably go with that answer. I also really like "Shipping Up to Boston" um, by the Dropkick Murphys, just because again another little Irish song. So probably one of those two would be what I would pick. Max, uh, I don't know if I want Aaron's answer. I, think I don't I even know, know my answer. Oh. Wait, what do you think my answer is? Four big guys. Oh, that's a great song. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Uh... I'm sure somebody at some point has used it, but uh, Warrior's Code by Volbeat. Ooh, 
they used to play the Horizon games. Yeah. That game got me there. That song got me there. <laughs> I have no idea. No. no clue. Okay. I just um, can't even get into the mindset. It's okay to be ignorant. I just don't know. I mean, I, it's tough, and you see guys that change their song all the time because they think, oh, I'm in a slump, so I'll change it. Uh, I DJed a wedding for a guy who was a USI baseball player, and he did Careless Whisper uh, yes. to, like, throw everybody off, like what you yeah. were saying. And he said, dude, he, he was like, it worked, man. He was like, pitchers will hear that, and they're like, what? Is this guy's walking out of this? Like, so, because everybody always expects some kind of little hype. Yeah, so oh, I've got, really I've got one. Let the body hit the floor. That's what I'm coming out. Yeah. Yeah, Every time. Classic. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm doing. I, it's probably been used a million times, but I'm doing that. I think you're hard-pressed to probably find something that someone hasn't yeah. done. But All right. Um, one more thing, and then I'll kick it to Max for whatever he's got. I want to know what either the weirdest or most frustrating thing that your wife does. Wow. We're all married. You're really throwing them under the bus here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I don't mind not going to listen to this. Mine probably will because I, she'll be excited for me, and then we'll get to this point, and or she might click off at the D, the BJ McNaughty story because she's heard. I that think she'll probably times. if she makes it past that, she's definitely not making it to the fourth floor. <laughs> as soon as she gets to the fourth floor, she's out. Well, she's gonna be like, oh, these guys, what are they talking about? Now? Uh, but imagine the most frustrated thing she is like, chilies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she she would probably be like, you could do the first floor, and then obviously the second floor. The second floor is easy. Chili's might, she might cut out a chili. Yeah, Chili's isn't a great place, but it gets the job done. Barely. Does it? They have alcohol. alcohol. You're gonna need it after that. It is. I mean, I guess. Well, yeah. You're probably. It really takes it out of you. You're gonna be famished. High protein. High protein. Okay, you're going to the fourth floor. Your protein's covered. (laughs) (laughs) Strangest thing, or it doesn't have to be like frustrating, but just like one of those things. You're just like, come on, woman. That your wife does. Mine's easy. I, I was going to say, mine is, my wife is a little bit dyslexic. So the biggest frustration I have with her, we'll be driving and again, like, we'll be going somewhere and she'll say, turn right, but we'll point left. Uh-huh. That through, and I'm like, it's such a simple thing. Yep. It is right and left, right hand, left hand, let's face it. And she'll point the wrong way. We, we went to Universal earlier this year. And we were walking, and she's like, oh, yeah, I think it's over to the left. And she pointed to the right, and I was like, which way is it? And then she, now she's in her head. She's like, uh. And I'm like, it's so simple. Where is it? Which way do we go? Now we've blown past the exit. And I'm like, now we've missed it. Oh, it's so frustrating. <laughs> the thing so that, I, makes, that has to drive me up a lot. The thing that makes me the most mad is when someone offers to give directions. Mm-hmm. And they're like, here, turn left. And I'm like, where? And they're like, up there. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, I assume they're just going to tell me when I'm supposed to turn left because they said up there. I get to the road. I'm passing it. And they're like, right there. I'm like, thanks. We'll turn around and we'll go back. Or, they'll, or you'll be talking or something. They'll be like, oh, were you going to turn there? And it's like, you were supposed to tell me. Yeah. Like, come on. So, Aaron, you've done that to me recently. When? Oh, oh, yeah. It's just you go around the curve and then it curves back the other way, too. And then it's just, just there past that. I'll, I'll tell you when. Yeah, but I told you when. But then you're golfing Well, I was golfing. Phone. I was playing golf clash. <laughs> <laughs> Did we pass the turn, though? No. I no, we didn't. But we're getting so close that I have to go, hey, Aaron, and then you look up from your phone, you're like, oh, yeah, turn right there. I mean, it was before. I mean, fair. My, uh, 
my most aggravating thing. It's never going to change. It's like Emily intentionally makes sure every t-shirt that she ever puts on. Isn't hers? No. Goes to the washing machine inside out. Oh. What? I don't like that. I'm telling you right now. You could take a hundred shirts. This is not an exaggeration. Take a hundred shirts that are all mine. I will pull them out of the dryer and I can tell you who wore them. Whether they're inside out or not. She doesn't flip them out? No. And I'm not kidding you. Is it just on logo shirts? Because I've heard people do shirts. Shirts. Doesn't matter what's on them. I'm not kidding you. I one time when I write laundry, like this is this it's not this is not as Biden would say, <laughs> not a joke. Um, <laughs> my shoulders hurt. I had to turn so many shirts that my shoulders got sore. <laughs> I don't know if that says more about your laundry problem or that you need to be picking up more items. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh that's that's it for me. See, I could get it on socks, like you don't turn a couple socks the right way out. Socks and underwear, like I get that. Because whenever you take your underwear yeah. off, like well, especially for us like guys, I'm sure you guys do the kick method. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. The underwear gets to a foot, you kick it up, and you catch it or you kick it right into the hamper. One hundred percent. Yeah. So that kind of makes sense. And socks too. You grab them, get those things off there, you're ready for your free your feet to have some freedom. What about when people wash socks and then fold them inside out? So oh. then when you take them apart, you have to fold each one to the right direction. Oh, no. What? Whenever I put socks away. I hate that. Yeah, I match my socks and I take them and do that so they stay together. Yeah, well, you yeah. Do no, I do I'm that. Saying but I don't turn them When inside. you do that while they're currently inside out. So you went through the effort oh, to match oh. them and then put them together but couldn't turn them so the right way. That sounds way. like psychopathic. Then. Yeah, it's yes. awful. Or oh, like see. how women conveniently find the only shirts that you own. That fit, and they wear those. Always. So every time you go to try to get a shirt, it's just the ones that don't fit anymore, and you're like, "Where the where? Where's the rest of my shit?" And they're like, "Oh, well, I wore all that. So good luck." Oh yeah. Oh no. So we have again for like the hooligans and DJ McNaughty stuff. Like I have all these shirts and like hooligan shirts, DJ McNaughty shirts, USI soccer shirt, and I'll be like, "Oh, where's this shirt at?" And she's like, "Oh, I wore it the other day." I'm like. The hell, that was mine. Yeah. Your, your wardrobe is three we, times mine, but you still wear my stuff. My wife makes shirts, short sweat. Emily doesn't wear any of my sweatpants. No, yeah, no, I'm, I'm too tall. Literally, Emily only wears my shirts. That's it. And it's See, enough. With the inside out thing, I've heard of people doing that with shirts that have like logos on. But that's the damage to the logo. Yeah. yeah. Well, that just gives a shirt character, though. All right, do you guys have anything, or are you guys going to chicken out and not say what your wife does? Aaron. I already I'm, did. I mean, Twice. it's not. What'd you say? Three times. What would you say? The shirts? The shirts, the socks, and the directions. Oh, she does the shirts? All three of those. Oh, oh that's a bad yeah. time. Okay, Max. Uh, okay. Yeah, the clothes thing, I get that. That irritates me sometimes, because like I said, it's shirt, shorts, and sweatpants. Uh, but it's not so much irritating, but more of an odd thing. Um... She claims she can smell when I'm hungry. Oh, what you've the told me that. <laughs> no. I don't know if I believe. I believe okay. Every time she does, though, she's right. Yeah, but, but it's then, probably just at the same time that you're always hungry. No. No. Like, it'll, it'll be random. Like, I'll be sitting there hungry at a random time of the day, and, like, she'll come up and, like, give me a kiss or something, and she'll be like, you're hungry. 
What the like, fuck? What? I hate that. Hang on a second. But like, what if you're always hungry? I could always. Yeah. I mean, true. I could always, could always eat. eat. But it lines up with times where like you get that feeling in your gut. Oh, you're like ooh man. Like the times kind of when your stomach not. like makes a sound. Oh, where she could just hear it. She, that's some no. no, it does not make a sound. She can also. She has a heightened sense of smell. Like I could. What is she smelling? The I could open your stomach acid? like a liquor bottle or something, <laughs> and just like cap off, cap. And she'll be like, "What are you drinking? Do you take a shot of whiskey?" Like, no. That from the other room. She'll just be like, "Are you taking a shot?" Maybe. Oh, I smell whiskey. I'm like a wall away. I would be in some. <laughs> No, but yeah, claims. Uh, yeah, I mean, she ever been wrong? Have you not been hungry and she said it? Have you been like, no, I just ate. Haha, gotcha. <laughs> um, uh, I think, I think one time, I was just like we all said, like always hungry. Like I, I was like, I could eat something, but I'm not I'm not starving. She was like, hmm, must be off today. Oh, that's so weird. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, no. All right, have Max. you ever told her that you were hungry and she's like, hmm, I couldn't smell it? No, shit. No, uh, no. Why would you ever do that? Oh my god, you should test her. You should, mm-hmm. when you're not hungry, be like, man, I'm really hungry. And she just goes, you know, I can smell it. And you'd be like, ah! Oh, but it. I can't remember. It was with the kids, too. Like when they were babies. Yeah, babies are always hungry. Yeah. Babies eat all the time. But, like all the time. Yeah. yeah, but she'd be like, like, she'd get home from work or something. Not knowing when the last time I fed the child was. Pick up the child. Oh, you smell hungry. And then I'm oh. like, actually, yeah, like it's uh it's about time for their next I'm, meeting. I'm gonna say this right this now. This hurts me to my core. Yeah, if Emily I know ever it does. hit me with you smell hungry, I'd be like, Oh, you smell like you're out of the house for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'll leave. You know it's it's it is, I can see where you're saying that that was just turned me the wrong yeah, way just a little I don't bit. Like that. I'd be like That'd be strange. I'm not, it was the first time. And every time after that, now you've just learned to live with it. Like, it's like anything yeah. else. That is... Fair enough. I think that's the weirdest thing that's been said today. <laughs> today, <laughs> yeah. That's about the fourth floor. And we're, and we're talking... And we talked about clown strips. Yeah. Like, I mean... And that's still weird. Smelling your hunger takes the cake. Yeah. That's a strange one. I've never heard anything like that's that. That's what I'm here for, boys. That's right. right. Do you have anything that you want to get into before we let... DJ uh, Big Naughty go do his wedding. I've got, I've wedding? got, I've got a question for you. When, oh, when we're oh okay. yeah. You want, oh, you want me to go? The yeah, go. All right. So this is a thing that our friend group gets in heated discussions about. Oh, that's exactly what we need. Okay. okay. What time's your event? <laughs> <laughs> it's at. Uh, I got to be there at five. So we got two hours. Okay. Um, and it's the modern day football run fundraiser. So they'll be. Uh, they'll be there. It's just, it's just like background music. Yeah. So, so what is? The biggest animal you think you could take on in a one-on-one, bare hands, no weapons, fight to the death. Like either you win or it wins. Biggest animal you think you what could take on. What kind of setting are we in? We, like the Coliseum, it's you or, you or the animal. So it's like a sandy ground. Am I allowed to use the sand as like a, Wait, a blinding technique? No, hang on, hang on. We're in the Coliseum. Yeah, can I use pocket sand? Fuck that, I'm going to fight a blue whale. That's a huge thing. And you're in the sand. Okay, well, well, you so that's the argument. No, you're going to be in, like, you'll be in there if it's a oh, okay. fish. You're okay. going to be in the, in the, yeah, cause fish, 
Blue whales, obviously, on land, you're going to win, but you take, you now, you, we'll say you'll go to their environment. But we'll say most, like, again, normal animals, take away fish or anything. Again, I think there are some good answers, but there's some really, we've heard some crazy ones. Huh. That's a hard question. That is a hard question, because, like... You don't want to undersell yourself. No, but you... Yeah, also, but you want to be realistic. you can't realistic. really pick a predator. <laughs> hmm. There's always a story of like, oh, this guy killed a bear with his bare hands. Like, there's those stories, yeah. but it's like one in a million. Uh, there's so again, I'll let you think on it. But obviously, you start working your way up. You like, I definitely could beat like a dachshund in a fight. Sure, and, yeah. like, Wait, like, if even I the, die, but after they died, do I still win? As long as you kill it first. Okay. Okay. So if I bleed out after, it's not a big deal. Just like, like okay, so like I would start. I want to say I'd start at like a deer, but like like a doe. <laughs> like they're gonna yeah, run it, okay. sure, punch them in the throat. Yeah, that'd be pretty easy. Then you just kind of start can wrangle. Like yeah, I don't want to buck because that's gonna be. Yeah, a but what, what if that hoof comes across you? I mean, it's not gonna feel great. Okay, do they? How do they? Do they employ like their natural methods? They, of they, kn- they are they're ready to like they know it's. Oh, they know it's on. It's yeah. Shit. Okay, so I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start at a doe. Okay. Um, like you, there's got to be like a big animal that's relatively docile. There are. I mean, there's a few. Like I ain't trying to get down with a hyena. You're thinking hyenas aren't that big. No, and you're thinking you're thinking way too aggressive. Think. Well, yeah, again. naturally. Like that's the whole yeah. point of the question, right? You like, get biggest animal. It doesn't have to be aggressive. Just the biggest animal. You think you, you, you could get bigger you can get than a goose? First of all, oh, you can get bigger than a goose. aggressive. How about like an emu? Ostrich. Now we're getting bigger. Okay. Are they mean? I mean, yeah. You could go giraffe. I'm starting with a kangaroo. Giraffe was my answer. I thought, but then... Have you ever you hear, seen a giraffe fight? I have. I and then that neck. I've watched... So we've, this is how intense this conversation. We've like pulled up videos. Giraffes kill lions. Like with a kick. So... Oh. <laughs> but I thought I was thinking like an ATAT, like you run around, you take one of its knees out well, before it can get you. And if it's ya. a male, you could really go to town on the scrotum like it's a right. Bag. But I was like, again, <laughs> they they kind of rear up and they kick, but they use their neck a lot. So stay away from the back leg. But I thought I could get its leg. And like again, I'm not a very big dude, but I was like, I think I could take it, get a leg out, get it to fall, and then it's really out of its element. Yeah, and then once you get it down, I thought I could maybe choke it. Do we know so like. No, probably a way, lot. way too much. I think probably, if you got like that answer, though, if you got I one it's a neck, it'd probably just lift you. I, I, I felt pretty good about it, but again, people like when you start pulling up like drafts again, kill lions. Right. I mean, obviously, lions are a lot more of a predator than I am. So I'm starting with a moose. You think moose? you could take a moose? I think if I if I get it just right, I think I can get a moose. But I don't think you really got to dodge that first charge, and then you're you're in control. For I don't at least know that you're in control after for a second. You got a brief seen, second. You've Bro. seen how big that yeah, stallion is, right? And it's not just like little thorny yeah. things. It's like yeah, a it's shield. Huge. But you might as well start big. How, what are you going to do to kill it? Well, yeah. I'm going to wait till it charges. Rear naked choke. Get on its back. If, well, exactly. That's part of it. Can you get your arms around its neck. He probably could. You dodge right or left when it charges, and then you you got to time it just right and jump on its back. And then gouge its eyeballs out. Hold on, they're huge. You, are you, how, how big of a vertical do you 
Five I saw feet, I went to Alaska one time. I've seen a moose. Oh, like, they're monsters. They're massive. But you take out the eyes, it's, you're 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 winning. So that's that's the argument for a lot of animals. If you can if you can gouge the eyes out, then you can, yeah. you have a really good again. They're like shut down. Yeah, they have right? no idea where to go. Then I'm gonna stick with giraffe. They, I think it would be easier to take out a moose than a giraffe. I think I think I think a moose would absolutely run a giraffe show. I think a moose would absolutely tear you. It might. Not even. I think a giraffe. You get hit one time, you're out. It's over. So it kicks you one time, or it hits you with that neck in the right spot, and you're done. The moose is the same way. Yeah, but it's can you listen? Can you imagine the the rack of a moose at full speed, and you go to dodge, but you don't do a very good job, and it catches you on the forehead. Oh yeah, you're dead. Like forty miles an hour. But, but like, the thing is, it's quick. like if a giraffe can hold up the weight of a giraffe, I don't think me hitting in the back of its kneecap when it has three oh, other legs. Is horses' gonna... ankles are the same size as ours, but again, a horse breaks its leg and they just put it down right then and there. They don't mm-hmm. even think about it. They're just like. Gun to the head, see you later. Yeah, but with three other legs to balance, do you think that you could knock it down with just one? Horses can't hold their own weight. Again, horses. Again, I can't speak on drugs. I, I, I be willing. I mean, those legs are weird. But that's the thing. I think if you could, even if you could go and catch the two of them, Mm -hmm. like, like, again, get a good run, and I mean, break the first leg. But then I'm concerned that if it falls on me, then I'm gonna die. Yeah, but again, I think if you can, if you're talking about dodging the moose running at you, I think I can get out of the way of the draft. Yeah. The other answer we hear a lot is how. Ooh. Oh, I don't think so. That's a heavy answer. Well, so no. We, we, but we talked like they're super. But they're super. But the thing is, they're like, what's a cow gonna do? I mean, they're super slow. They're not very agile. Yeah. He genuinely, the guy that Sam Finn is the guy that talks about. He's like, you just run up, kick it in the neck before it realizes what's going on. You gouge its eyes out while you know it's trying to that thing's it. neck is. Things like a like a fire like, hydrant. Thing. We've we've talked to people that are like that have owned cows before, and they're like, there's no chance. No, there's like, no way. <laughs> like they're like, there's no chance you kill a cow. But again, they're like that's a fairly. I mean, if you feel pretty confident about a moose, a cows, cows are a lot more docile than a moose. Sure. I just don't feel like the moose has the capability to buck me off like a cow does. Oh. They're Their legs are dairy? so short. They're bouncing. Just a dairy cow? Yeah, like they're bouncing. A big old dairy cow, I think, is not bucking any. A moose? A moose is going to send you to the moon. Okay, well. <laughs> the long legs. You know, being that I've read the stories of the guy that did it, I'll go with mountain lion. Mountain lion. Mountain lion. Get the adrenaline going. Yeah, I mean, vicious, but... What did yeah. you say? Doable. I don't think he's got an answer. Like a horse. You just grab a hold of it. I mean, it's big. Like, like, I don't know. I guess, I guess we go a little, just like, on the bigger range of horse. Maybe like a Clydesdale. Ooh, what about the Tennessee walking horse? Now that is a horse I think you could take out. Just on account of how weird they walk. Yeah. yeah. I think I could kill a baby. Bear. Wait. A baby oh, yeah, bear? Yeah, you like could a, kill a baby like bear. Like a six-month-old? Yeah, I think you could. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, that kind I mean, of... They're still pretty them. big at six months. They are, but I mean, at the same time, yeah. that's like picking the on the... They're also that goofy. Is, the, that's like picking on the Down syndrome kid <laughs> and being proud of it. Like, man, like, <laughs> the caveat to that is, though, if you kill that baby bear, you also have to escape Mama Bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah but I'm going to call it saying... She's not... She doesn't have admission. Again, it makes you, like... Put into perspective a lot of people. Well, like, this might have to come, Mike. We might have to bring this back up. 
Yeah. Yeah. This is a good one. Because I'm going to have to take some time and do some research. So, we, bro, it's, and then here's the thing. We've been in yelling matches at, with each other because they're like, we're, I mean, obviously we've been drinking and there's like, there's no way you can take down a moose. And like, but people are like yelling about a moose in a bar. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. What do you, we were at Bud's one night. We played kickball on Wednesdays. We were at Bud's one night. We started the conversation. It got so aggressive. People came over and were like, hey, can you tone it down? And we're like, no, what animal do you fight? <laughs> <laughs> We had a guy that said he thought he could take down an ostrich, and we started looking, and like ostrich claws, I mean, they're, and they're, they run so fast, and that girl was literally like, no, there's no chance, and so now they were into it, it the kitchen staff heard us yelling about it, they came out, and they're like, oh yeah, Jerry thinks he could take down an elephant, and we think what? he's an idiot. There's no way. <laughs> yeah, but it's the thing, people start overestimating their ability, but you have like, just, like, you start in your head, you're like, oh, I can do, you're a moose, I don't think there's any yeah, but elephant, you don't even have that, the strength in your entire body is not even close to what think, they have in just their but, trunk. But that's the thing, people come up with these bizarre answers, and, and you're, yeah, you with like the moose, right? I'll jump on the back yeah. of the eight foot moose. I think I you gotta dodge that first run. That's it. Oh, that's oh yeah. It's the same with bullfighting. Once you, you get, do that, you know how easy. you throw some sand in its eyes. First of all, if you just get an F one car and you just hit the gas pedal, dude, basically a champion. Wait, you know what? That's no all they do, right? I don't. I bet this probably hasn't been said. A human, a large human. Like one of those, what? my 600-pound Hold on, yeah. He, hey, you know that it, they live 45 minutes from us? Well, yeah, they're, what? they live in Madison. <laughs> Get me with one of them in a Coliseum, and I bet you they don't make it out. But here's, but hold on, they're not an animal. That's the argument well, sure that I... You, well, you would make the argument that that's outside the realm of it. But is anyone um, said human? Is, I don't human think, no. No no one has said human in our relative, but again, we're not... I don't think we're thinking... How aggressive is a koala? Or not a koala bear, panda bear. Oh, oh very mean. They will really? fuck you up. Yes. Never seen it. Yeah, they'll fuck you up. Woo-hoo. All right, Max, what do you got? Snappy like a piece of bamboo. <laughs> All right. All right um, let's go for the gusto and just pick gorilla. Pick like gorilla? a silverback. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I one totally of your ankles and just that. swing you around. Again, if you were, I mean, if you thought you could do it, I'd love to hear the justification. Uh, uh, I have no justification because I don't think I could do it. <laughs> Again, I'm not a fighter, so that would be my thing. Is like I'm, I'm not aggressive, and like I'm the yappy dog when a bar fight starts to happen. Like my friends have been in some little scraps at a bar, and I'm the dude that's like in the back, like, <laughs> like I'm instigating the fight. So that's definitely not me. So in a one-on-one instance with something, I probably would like that wouldn't work. No wonder the majority of your friends are bigger than you. Oh yeah, always. Oh no, hold on. Any time that we get into like any kind. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. And I'm like, I, I've had drinks intentionally spilled on me, and I'm like, dude, that was mine. Let me buy you a drink oh, like that. Oh, I hate that. that. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm the nice guy, and my friends will be like, he spilled that beer on you. I'm like, ah, oh, dude, I probably got in his way. Like, I'm, I don't, I'm confrontational, but I don't want to get hit in the face. I've been hit in the face. It's no fun. Um, but, yeah, we were playing uh, Cornhole at break time, which was right next to Hobo, and Daniel threw overhand a beanbag and hit a dude that was walking in front of our our cornhole game, he overhands through it, hit the dude in the face. So this dude's on buddy on purpose. Like <laughs> you don't overhand throw a cornhole in a game of corn or cornhole bag in a game of you cornhole. Never know. I mean, on the other guy's defense, you can't get hit in the face with somebody else's sack in a bar. You're walking through. Him. We're obviously playing cornhole, and he's walked a couple oh, times. So he's being okay. an asshole too. Yeah. He was going in between his little groups of friends. So like Daniel overhand threw it and hit him in the face. 
And that dude turned around. Well, of course, we, our group, their group, got into it. Yeah. And so I'm in the back, and I was like, you took that back to the face like you do all the time. Like, <laughs> I said shit like that. And he's, like, trying to go through my friends, and my friends are like, fuck up. But, like, also, they're like, hey, you can't talk to him that way. Only we can talk to him that way. So, like, I'm, I'm that guy. So anytime we, like, I think about this story, I'm like, I'm like, I really got into it with the draft. I mean, probably wouldn't go very well, but I think I, I, I think draft. <laughs> oh my, Max. What? Any topics oh, before topic? we? Before yeah. We, yeah. Did you uh, on an animal? He said draft. I did. Right? I said like a no. I said like a Clydesdale. Oh yeah, Clydesdale. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna have to look this up because I we think there's so many bigger. Again, yeah, think think about it. And I mean, again, do some research. But you'll start doing research. You'll start finding stories of these animals that have killed people. I mean, cows kill people. I think, I think it was like 27 people a year cows kill. And it, I mean, you start looking at stories like that, and then the cows conversation. You're like, dude, they're killing. They're killing people that deal with cows, like not just like the random guy that know their shit. Yeah, Sam. Of our buddy Sam works in IT, and it's like Sam, you work in IT. You really think you can take down a cow? Like, <laughs> the thing is, the likelihood of you being killed by a cow is low, but it's never zero. No. Like yeah. a cow could come in here right now and just fuck our world up. So you, so you take it up some stairs, and then you just got to go downstairs. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah the, can't the go downstairs. Uh, uh, no, I got one. Uh, something that's okay at 3 p.m., not okay at 3 a.m. What sparked this? Yeah. What did you do at 3 p.m.? A.M. That was not or a, okay. I'm sure there's been plenty of times that I've done stuff that's okay. At I mean, we can start easy, like okay loud music. A.M. But, but no, it can be like anything, like just a random event during the day. I mean, yeah, it could be loud music or whatever. But like, that's it could just okay be at 3 p.m. and not at 3 a.m. Yeah. yeah, like okay, I'll give you one for example. Uh, a call from your parents or some relative. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're calling me. At yeah, I'm not answering that shit. Yeah. Okay, and it can be like on that scale or more just like like a lighter scale, like obnoxiously loud music when you live in an apartment or something. Man, that's hard. That is. Do you huh? have Do you have an answer? Uh. Okay. I I saw this, and so that's what made me bring it up. I actually saw this. Uh on Instagram earlier, but it was uh probably one of mine is house noises. Oh like especially yeah. like a creak in the night. Yeah, you hear like a creak in the night. Like in the middle of the day you're just like oh in general so it didn't wake up my kids. No. No, I mean yes, sometimes that happens, but like yeah, like something in the middle of the day, like anything from like a hardwood floor creak. Like the or ice like, maker turns on. Yeah, the ice maker turns on or like a bottle that you like accidentally placed too close to the edge, like an empty bottle, like falls over. Like in the middle of the day, you're like, "Huh, that's weird. I must have placed that on the edge or something." But like in the middle of the night, you're like, "What's walking down my hallway and what?" Oh, knocks, I'm, yeah, I'm clearing. What rooms. knocks shit down in my? If kitchen. I hear something fall at three a.m., I'm clearing rooms. <laughs> or like a knock on the door. That's what I was about to just say. A knock on the door. Oh, <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. yeah. I don't really want anyone to knock on my door ever. But three a.m. I'm just going to shoot through the door, and whoever's there, hope for the best. Uh, when you have a gravel driveway, hearing a car pull down on the gravel, yeah. like the crunch of the gravel. Flipping it, I, I would say fireworks or anything. At 3 a.m., I'm a little less suspicious of 
especially at this time of the year. It's like at 3 a.m., someone's kids shooting off fireworks. At 3 p.m., I hear those same pops. I'm thinking, oh, somebody just got shot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's the. I think it's anything to do with your house, man. Yeah. Like it's. <laughs> it's because every house, like it doesn't matter, brand spanking new or a hundred years old. Yeah. yeah. Every house has like specific noises. Like, if your door, like, so when your house settles, if your door isn't perfectly level, this is about to get like nerdy contractor, but like, <laughs> if your house doesn't sit, like, if it settles and the and the door jams get just a little bit off, those doors can shut on their own. What? If you get, uh, if it, my bedroom door shuts on its own every time the AC comes on if it's close to being uh-huh. shut. So in the middle of the night, I'll just be like watching something on TV and then. Also, the AC unit needs to be serviced, so every time it turns on, it goes bang, and then it goes bang, and then the door shuts, and I'm like, this is it. We're going going to town. It changes the pressure. So, Emily and I were sitting in the living room, and it wasn't at 3 a.m. I can't remember the last time I saw 3 a.m., like, honest to goodness, 3 a.m. Right. Last time. (laughs) Did you really? I DJed. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Tiki? Yep. Um, But we were just sitting in the living room and just heard... And I was like, that door just slammed. And that's what it is. The house is house settled and the door jams aren't perfectly level. Okay. Door's not I, I have a, had something to do with it. I have a cabinet door that if I don't close it properly, it uh and the ceiling fans on in the kitchen, it will reopen like scary movie creek, but then it casts a shadow from the kitchen. Like the shadow goes through the hallway and then into Hmm. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. And it's like the door closing at night, especially when you're the only one home and the only one that's yeah. supposed to be home and you're in bed, a vulnerable situation, you know, you got to get up quick. You're wrapped up in covers. It's not going to be fast. No. And the door of the room you're in closes, your heart is thumping like instant. So adre- I, I've gotten an ad- adrenaline dump in bed so many times. Yes. <laughs> Just laying there. Trying to mind my own business. See, I sleep with a CPAP machine because I broke my nose playing soccer. Um, so I don't have perfect airwaves. So I have, I wasn't getting good sleep. I finally got a CPAP machine. So if something like that were to happen to me, it's a process to like turn that off, take the mask off, get up. I'm groggy. I'm my mouth is super dry because it's been blowing air down my like. There's a whole process. So like I'm not gonna be ready to go for like five to ten minutes That's or whatever <laughs> yeah whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen before that so uh, we've tori and i've talked about it it's like if shit kicks off in the middle of the night you've got it because i'm not gonna be ready. Time. Like, yeah i'm out i have to use a cpap and robert's just like oh man i get that man gotta get that sleep also uh, it takes a lot to like i like now with the cpap i sleep so deep it takes a lot to wake me up so like if i Something were to kick off, I probably would. And I sleep with like a eye mask as well. Like I have to be perfect. No, it's got to be perfectly it. dark. So like, if shit were to kick off, I might just ignore it and You're just stay cooked. asleep. Yeah, that'll be it. Leave me alone. I'm sleeping. Yeah. Well, you gonna <laughs> rob me? Yeah, I get uh, insurance. Yeah, for that. as long as you don't take the blanket that I'm currently sleeping with. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, you take the blanket off. We me, we're fighting. Yeah. We're fighting. Yeah. Fight. I'm probably gonna hit, hit you with the CPAP. The CPAP. <laughs> yeah. Wrap the hose around his neck. This is what you get. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, we were, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming yeah. on. Yeah. I love it, man. It's, 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 it's awesome, man. I, I, 
not every day you get to talk about one soccer DJing, but just they can hang out with guys yeah. and it's I think it's cool what you guys do and it's uh it's awesome that you had me on. I really appreciate it. So you're welcome anytime. We've got at MW Hooligans, DJ McNaughty or McNaughty, not BJ. Yeah. D, D, the D sound. <laughs> DJ McNaughty. He is in the. Um, go find him on social media because I'm telling you what, get to one of his events, get to a soccer game, get to a tailgate. Hopefully you get to go to a wedding that he's With DJing. Midgets. With midgets and fighting dads. <laughs> and BJ McNaughty. I'm thinking of a way we can combine all of this together at one of the home soccer. I think we can get, listen, I think we, we can get, get somebody married. And the stripper yeah. clown. This is good. And you guys do the podcast. That would be just, yeah. it's like a three hour event of us just live reacting, going, what the fuck is going on now? You know, I don't know anything about her niche, but she she probably has the market pretty cornered on clown strippers. I I, bet. I you know, and here's the thing again. I've never done the research, but I just can't fathom there's too many. Yeah. Here's if you went to a strip club. I'm sure everyone's been to the like the strip club one time, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. You went to a strip club and a girl walked out with full clown makeup on. I don't know that you're. That's a turn on. No, right? like I'm not like scared of Max. clowns or anything like that. But Max, you uh, haven't really had a lot to say about I, this. And you're cheesing. I'll be honest. I'll feel like at first, especially with how many drinks I'm probably at at this point to have gone to the strip club at first i'd probably be like what is going on here and then after that i'm just like you know what let's see what happens no here's I mean, the thing is, no, no no hang on being a stripper is all about attention and there's nobody's getting more attention than that girl when she walks in hang on so this here i know the max move for this okay what's the max move for it's this? everybody else goes oh n- no i don't i don't know about this and then max goes max goes now guys come on Hold on. You know, no. Let's hear like, her like, we, There's going to be people leave. This isn't for everybody. Like, we can't be mean. Like, she's here to do a show. The least we can do is sit here and do a show. And the next thing you know, Max is coming and he's like, I booked BJ uh, McNaughty for my next three birthdays. <laughs> Max is definitely, at the, very uh, least, at the very least, Max is leaning forward in his seat when she comes out. Uh, Max, so, just, Steven, you're 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 probably not. Too I know. Off. So Max, uh, be like, Max, be like, guys, we can't just leave, and we're here. We might as well send a perf out. <laughs> and I'll say this again: at least you, one song. You get into her Instagram, like she does things with balloon animals. Watch it called balloon animals, the balloon sausages. Yeah, yeah, I saw a and, picture of that. Yeah, so there's there's some creative. <laughs> Creative thing. It's not just like a clown on a stripper well, pole. Like, uh, my, my birthday is in like three weeks. <laughs> Max is looking at our calendar, going, "How do we get her?" I bet you she's not cheap. I bet you oh, she's more expensive I'm, than you I'm, think. I'm okay with that. I'm prom- I promise she travels, and I promise you she's expensive. Like I, 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 yeah. I would, I would say she's probably a couple grand for a few hours. Like I, when I say a couple, like I'm saying like closer to like five to ten. Oh, yeah, probably so. She was entertainer of the year one. Yeah. Like, like again, if I ever became, that'd be like me being DJ of the year. I'm not doing shows for $200 anymore, right? right. Like, you have that accolade, like, and I don't know what you got to do to get that accolade. Right. Um, I think it has something to do with the out. balloon sausages. Again, some we, somebody who listens, or again, I think maybe all of us, again, with our wives might get in trouble, but somebody needs to look into that and see what it takes to become, like, entertainer of the year in the year. I got no in the clown. Okay, well, you look that up and you let me know. Not just the clown. She beat out like normal strippers. Like, how would you like to be a regular stripper and just think you're really good at your job and then you get beat out by a girl in clown? Does that like, count the porn stars that also come and strip? 
I don't know. I saw again. Haven't done my haven't done my research into that. I think the other side of that. If you're a regular ass stripper and you're out here slaying, and a girl in clown makeup beats you, I think you go, "Holy shit, she earned it." (laughs) I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? What if enough girls get beat out by her that they start joining, and then it's like, and then it's like a three ring circus. It's it's a traveling circus of clown strip. That literally, I. Triple take away, take away chilies and put the traveling circus of clown <laughs> strippers. I'm even less interested. But what if there's good, like, like fair food? Fair food at the clown yeah. strippers. Clown stripper show. Oh, funnel cakes. Yeah, funnel oh, cakes and clown strippers. The triple X circus is we, coming to your town, man. You should have thrown that in the initial thing. <laughs> Get rid of chilies, but like clown carnival. strippers and fair foods. Yeah, yeah. corn yeah. dogs and pork chops and. Or the mm. pork tenderloins, rather. Yeah, I was about to say pork chops. one there, so you don't have to wait in the obnoxious lines. The Vandenberg, the Vandenberg Fair is this week. I know. Uh, already, yeah. uh, Emily took the boys to the work one uh, yesterday, and I think we've already got like three days lined up for us to go look at the damn animals. Which one you can fight? Yes. 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 There's the research. Go into the and petting zoo and just put your arm around some necks and be like, I, yeah, I, I, just, just lean into it and be like, I could fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> I think a goat would be pretty easy. Any of the petting zoo animals, yeah. I think you, I think you could. What take, if I just like, go kill one of them? And be like, well, I know that one. What well, if, they, but here's at the fair. Just start checking off the list. At the fair, they've got cows. You go up, like you can walk right down there by the cow. But just, just, oh, I'm gonna give this cow a hug. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a hug. <laughs> what if it's not? He largest, just went to sleep. Largest <laughs> animal, but quantity. Like, like I the, think I could take on a thousand ducks. Or could you have that's like the flip side of that? Could you take on a thousand ducks or a thousand foot ducks? Oh, I like the could you take out a hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Okay. I think I could take out the, the hundred duck sized horses. Yeah, well, yeah keep, just keep kicking. Well, I right. have to ask now how many fifth graders <laughs> do you think you could take out? They're all trying to kill you. All at the same time? Or like they come one in on waves like, of wait. 10. And you are armed with an aluminum baseball bat. They are armed with nothing. They come in waves of ten. Are they and you get helmets? you get a one minute break in between waves. Well, I'm going to be exhausted after. But how many first. do you think you could take out? See, I don't know that I could get through the first ten because you're going to hit the first one and you've got nine that are right. You've got, you got to get it back and go again. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to move around. I think you just one handed because then keep them keep them at bay with the left and hit them with the right. Yeah. yeah. The ones that get behind you, you gotta I think I could do at least a hundred. I think I could do. I mean, today's fifth graders are small, and they're okay, and they're punks. They're all they sit on their yeah, phones. Yeah. I coach soccer they play for a little Xbox. Like even the athletic ones aren't very like they do their hair and their hairs are dyed. Like, yeah. I think fifth graders aren't very. They like, all want to be. I remember back in school, like there were some like back in like middle school, there were some kids that were. I mean, were, we had a kid. I went to Catholic school. He. Caught a squirrel in a little trap he made, and then like cut it open at school, and he had to like go to like. Is that guy in prison? You know he's he didn't go to high school with us, so I don't know what happened. Yeah, he's probably in an asylum. Probably. So it's one of the signs. He like made a trap and like caught a squirrel in the trap, and then like cut it. It was that dude is like just waiting for his opportunity on the show alone. Yeah, we're gonna have to hire security after talking about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, this was a whole lot of fun. Um, so thanks for tuning in to another episode, especially 
Again, thanks to DJ McNaughty, Austin Bruder, Midwest Hooligans, MW Hooligans on social, and DJ McNaughty. Um, Grandma McNaught, thank you so much for <laughs> blessing us uh, with DJ McNaughty. This is uh, Steven. This is Aaron. Max. Thanks, guys. Tune in again next week. See, I didn't do the double A-Ron thing that time. <laughs>